Koro's Companion Podcast. It is me, I am Koro. It's, uh, it's been over a month since I last put out an episode. Have I been slacking? Perhaps. Perhaps I've been slacking, but you know, we've had a lot going on as a world. I mean, I haven't had a lot going on on the personal level. I mean, I'm stuck inside along with most everyone else. Hopefully stay inside, stay inside, stay inside, wash your hands, stay inside. Uh, but I'm going to be, I'm going to be doing this alone. I was bored and I, I just wanted to hop on the podcast microphone and, uh, today I'm going to do a live commentary of season one, episode nine, come the apocalypse of X-Men, the cartoon from 19, from the 1990s. And, uh, I'm excited about this just because I've been getting a lot more into the X-Men recently. So, uh, you know what? Let's start the episode and I'll start talking. Three, two, one, punch it. We get our good old uh, previously on X-Men. and We get a... I like the animated X-Men, you know? I I do. I, I, the 90s cartoon is... It's classic. There's no doubting. There's no doubt about it. I, uh... When we first got on this quarantine, I was like, well, I need something new to occupy my time. And I'd, I'd watch the X-Men movies. I watched them all, like, once when they came out. And I hadn't seen Dark Phoenix yet. But I rewatched them, and a lot of them are really, really good. There's a couple that are just damn, but a lot of them are so much better than I remember, even. I mean, the prequel... They're not prequels, but... uh. The uh, the first class apocalypse and uh, oh, uh, days of future past. Those three with like James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender as uh, Professor X and Magneto. Those are amazing. Like I love love those movies. Some of my favorite superhero movies there are. Period. But uh, you know, like X Men Origins Wolverine. That's not. It's not great and I mean like I've never seen a superhero movie more ignored later on in its canon I mean there's so many things in it that they're just like that didn't even happen fuck it it doesn't exist okay just forget about it and you know I like Hugh Jackman's Wolverine a lot one of my favorite actors as any character ever but like some of the best casting like ever what for for the Marvel Universe I think has been James McAvoy as Professor X and Michael Fassbender as Magneto. I mean, especially Fassbender as Magneto. That shit was just perfect. Nobody could have done that role better than... That young Magneto role better than Fassbender. And it makes Magneto so much more likable. Like, Magneto's one of the most compelling characters in the entire Marvel Universe based around that X-Men movie franchise. You gotta, he got a. I mean, he's a Holocaust survivor. He uh, he starts a mutant uprising. I mean, in the comic books, there's this. I mean, like in the 1990s X Men comic book series, he starts his own asteroid planet that orbits Earth because he can. He's just that powerful, and I think that's dope. He's a badass. I uh, I recently started getting into comics just because, it, like, during this quarantine, we've we've had to kind of entertain ourselves. And I started getting into comics. I downloaded that uh, Marvel Unlimited app. And uh, it's like a $10 a month. You can read any comic Marvel's ever put out. And uh, I think that's a pretty good deal. I've already read like over 100 comics since we've 
gone on this quarantine and uh, I've specifically made it a point to familiarize myself more with the X-Men because I I know a lot about the Avengers and uh, I'm, uh, other parts of Marvel but I, the X-Men have always remained something of a mystery to me and uh, so I went back and I read Uncanny X-Men or not all of them but I'm still working on it obviously I'm only just started but uh Uncanny X-Men from 1963, the very first original X-Men series, ran for 30 years all the way into the 90s, and I plan on reading all of it, probably, eventually. Um, It's interesting that the X-Men started as just a a Cyclops beast, uh, angel, Marvel girl, who eventually became Jean Grey, or the Phoenix, and uh, Iceman. And it's also fascinating that Wolverine is not an original X-Men, even though he is mostly known modern day as an X-Men. Uh, I mean, Wolverine, his first appearance in any comic book was uh, the Incredible Hulk in nineteen in the nineteen eighties. He didn't uh, he didn't pop up until twenty years after the X-Men had already been started, which I think is cool. He's I mean he's become one of my favorite superheroes there is period too, especially through those movies. And uh, those movies, I like. I'm cool with their be with them ignoring the mythology of certain movies because then it's just like it's just like comic books. You know, you get a bunch of different stories about the same characters, and uh, I think that's fun. Like I, I love the MCU. I love the connected universe and all the connected stories, and obviously, I prefer that. But getting separate stories, there's nothing wrong with that either. I I think that uh that catches a bad rep. We like the, uh, serial stories given to us, but there's nothing wrong with episodic stuff. Uh, it kind of reminds me of the, the clone wars. That's on the last season's on right now. And, uh, obviously this last season has been a little bit more serial. The, uh, middle, middle four episodes flew flow really well into the last four, but, uh, usually clone wars is much more, uh, uh, episodic. You get, four episodes about one thing and then it's four episodes about a brand new thing and that's it's perfect for the way that show runs and uh the reason it works so well is because it is very reminiscent of comic books for me uh oh here in the uh x-men episode we got the uh archangel which is super super cool character design uh the x-men have some of my favorite character designs that there's there's ever been really I mean uh, specifically I love Wolverine's yellow spandex suit and I'm intrigued as to how the MCU now that they own the property rights to the X-Men what image they'll put put Logan uh, Wolverine in and uh, I'll I'll get back to that but some of my other favorite character designs I mean I love Colossus I love Colossus he uh his character design's just too fucking cool. His uh just completely steel and then he's got the red and yellow garb on him. And I I'm pretty sure that's for <laughs> the Soviet Union, which anytime that's referenced I'll I'll think it's fucking cool. It's funny. But uh Yeah, my comrade, Colossus, I love his character design. And uh there are some there's I'm a nightcrawler. Love, love the nightcrawler and uh I'm not sure when he was introduced to the X-Men. 
but uh, I'd be intrigued to find that out. Um, one of my favorite characters who I think ends up being underused in the movies, or not underused, but utilized in a role that isn't very fitting of the comic books, is Rogue. Rogue could be the, one of the most powerful people in all of Marvel, but in the movie she was treated like... I mean, in the movies, her storyline is different. Her storyline is that she wants to be able to experience human life by touching people, and I get that. That's, you know, human <laughs> to want to be able to hug, kiss someone. Yeah, can't blame you. But uh, she seemed to work well through it through the uh, uh, cartoon and comic books. And, like, I mean, obviously that's different. It's a it's not a real story. I mean, none of it's a real story, but I like the idea of Rogue being like a in one of the comic book series, she's a a, a former not child of Magneto, but she followed Magneto and was like part of the bad side and then she turned good and she started using her using her power for good and uh, it would be more believable that she fell to a darker place for a little bit and became bad because she couldn't touch she couldn't have human connection and like that like that that would make much more sense to me than her being just like this angsty I mean it does make sense too I don't I'm just talking I'm just talking here all right the uh the angsty teenager in X-Men in the X-Men movies it, it plays well for what it was but I I like the idea of Rogue as like this big badass of a villain or, or big badass of a villain turned hero and, uh, gosh, Magneto is such an interesting, interesting character. Because, like, uh, in the X-Men movies, it's confirmed that he is, uh, Pietro Maximoff or Quicksilver's dad. And that was, that was something in some of the comic books. But in the original Uncanny X-Men, they're actually, they actually just start as partners as a part of the, Evil Mutant Super Team, uh, which was Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver, Toad, Magneto, and uh, Mastermind. But, uh, and this, and like, I'm excited for what the MCU is going to do because they have an opportunity to bring in Magneto as Scarlet Witch's dad and who was Quicksilver's dad as well. But the thing for me is like how do they how do they tie them in? How do they tie the existence of the X-Men in and justify it? Like why have the X-Men not been here the whole time fighting Thanos and stuff like that? And I think the the easiest way to do that is to bring in the multiverse plotline, which they'll do with the Doctor Strange, the multiverse of madness. And I think it would make sense for the X-Men to just exist in a different different universe. Like, they... But they, like, pop in, and, like, they all have crossovers and stuff. And, you know, they'll make it work. They'll make it work because they want to make money. But, uh... I, uh... I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm very intrigued as to how they, they will eventually tie in the X-Men. And I'm intrigued as to what they do for character design and uh, what heroes do they tie in because with the X-Men there's so many you could just you could just pick and choose when you want to tie them in what age you want to make them and just throw them into the story as you please 
But I mean, like, Wolverine was, in the comic books, he's also an uh, Avenger, and he's also an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, is is that going to come into play? Uh, do we do we get the introduction of, like, uh, Daredevil and Luke Cage, and we get uh, the new Avengers and stuff like that? It's, uh... I'm very intrigued as to where the MCU will go, and now that I've started reading these uh, these comic books a little bit more, it's uh, interesting to see the differences in, I mean, all these creatives, different approaches to these characters. Like, uh, this, uh, this cartoon that I've got playing with, uh, like, this Wolverine is, I mean, he's... He's the most stereotypical Wolverine possible, and he's definitely the most annoying. He's always like, God, I wish I were dead. Like, something like that. I mean, he doesn't ever actually say that, but, you know, it just sounds like everything he says, he's like, God, I wish I were dead. Which is befitting of Logan. I mean, he is immortal, and he certainly doesn't want to be that way. But, uh, that's part of what makes him one of the most intriguing characters in all of Marvel. And one of the most powerful like uh i recently read a uh, comic book i mean a series of events that started with the death of wolverine then uh his body was stolen to so the hunt for wolverine and then he came back to life's so a return of the wolverine and uh in return of the wolverine there's a uh, a plot line where logan is sitting at the end of time with thor and they've they've made it there because they're they're two immortals and they they're just chilling at the end of time and are like man really hope uh really hope shit gets straightened out so this isn't actually the end of time <laughs> and I I like I like stories like that I like comic books that are just willing to write something nobody's really thought of and I'm sure somebody's thought of that I haven't read all the comic books but that's such a, that's such a cool idea to have Thor and Logan sitting at the end of time I'm just a a mutant man and a and the god of thunder chilling big chilling I also uh, started a comic book this isn't X-Men related but it's you know I'm talking about comic books and stuff I started a, a comic book series called a, a Cosmic Ghost Rider and that's one of the most intriguing ideas I've ever heard for a comic book. Cosmic Ghost Rider, that's fucking awesome. So, obviously, Ghost Rider is that, uh, the guy who uh, dedicate, or sells his soul and then becomes the, I don't know, basically the, the vengeance of the devil. And he smites thee who dost sin. Which, I mean, that's a cool premise and stuff. It's one of the reasons I also like Moon Knight, but... Uh, Ghost Rider, Cosmic Ghost Rider is cool because he's like he has made the transition to Ghost Rider from Frank Castle as the Punisher. So this this guy is also the Punisher. He was the Punisher and then he he sold his soul, became the Ghost Rider. Then he died and he was uh, something else happened and then he became the right hand of Thanos. Oh, Galactic, Galactus. He uh, he was granted cosmic power by Galactus and then became the right hand of Thanos. And, like, that's just a fucking off-the-wall idea, which is fucking brilliant. Just so many random creative things that made this story intriguing. And then, in this... Spoilers ahead if you haven't read Cosmic Ghost Rider. 
He goes back in time, gets baby Thanos because he hates Thanos for what he did to him as his right hand. He goes back in time, gets baby Thanos, and he's about to execute Don Cheadle's idea from Endgame where they just go back in time, they string his neck, and they just eke out the life of him, which is the way Donald che- Don Cheadle put it. Don't don't come at me like that's weird. But, uh, yo he can't do it, he can't bring himself to do it, and I think that's, that's cool, you're adding dimensions to a character, which is, he's basically a demon, he's like, you know what, I'ma raise this child, I'ma raise Thanos, and ghost, cosmic ghost, ghost rider, raising Thanos, that's, what, that's fucking cool, that's just fun, like, that is what I want my comic book entertainment to be. I want it to just be off the wall, random ass character shit. Just everything is a fucking free for all. And then like Cable shows up and he's the leader of the Guardians of the Galaxy from the future. And they're like, yo, Cosmic Ghost Rider, you've created a bigger problem than the one previously thought. Like you raising Thanos just ruined everything nothing is good and then they just kept coming back in time to stop ghost rider from from raising thanos and nothing was ever working until finally it is grown ass punisher thanos who comes back in time and is like hello father and they're like what and i love 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 it it's so fucking cool i haven't read the last i haven't read the last book yet so i'm excited to do that Anyway, I'll get back to X-Men, because that's the matter at hand. Uh, Alright. Favorite X-Men team. You got the classics. I mean, like I said earlier, you got the original Uncanny X-Men with Cyclops, Beast, Marvel Girl, Angel, and Iceman. And that's a good team. That's solid, and I appreciate them for being the originals. But in this cartoon... They add those characters that just push it along. You got you add Wolverine, Storm, Jean Grey, Rogue, uh, uh, Nightcrawler, Jubilee. Like these these characters enhance the group, make it more colorful, and just make it more fun. Uh, I mean, Rogue is just such a cool character. I I love the whole southern like i love that no matter what in the comic books if she says i it is spelled a h because she's she would say i i love um, have you ever seen anything so full of splendor you know she she's like that that's that's the type that rogue is and I, i i love i love seeing that come through on the comic book pages it's hard to portray shit like that and i think that's interesting uh I also love her character design. I love her hair. The the white in the middle of her hair. I just think that's cool. I don't know why. I prefer uh, Cyclops' suit from uh, from the cartoon. I think that's definitely his coolest look with the yellow strap over his shoulder and across most of his chest. And then uh, the blue suit with the yellow accent. And I think that makes the most sense for him. But uh, Storm's badass just white fit Storm's a queen bro Storm's a queen and in the comic book she's the queen of Wakanda yo if we could tie that into the MCU like either uh, I don't know maybe the offspring of T'Challa Mary Storm or uh, 
or T'Challa ends up marrying Storm. I mean, you'd have to work around some plot points they've already created, but that'd be cool. I would like that a lot. We've only got about two minutes left in this episode, and that's, that's cool. I don't have much else to say, but I'll try and stretch it out for us. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, in terms of just the pure characters... The heroes themselves and their characteristics and uh, their stories. I might prefer the X-Men to the Avengers. And I mean, obviously not the movies. The movies, the MCU is a, is a mile ahead of the X-Men for me. But uh, when you like really look into the nitty gritty and the backstories of these characters, the X-Men have some compelling shit like specifically like I said Wolverine and uh, uh, Magneto and Professor X I mean the fact that the X-Men are essentially Marvel's metaphor for racism being the mutants who were cast aside and treated poorly because of who how they were born they have no control over this it's treated like a disease in the public's eyes. They always have some sort of storyline going where they're trying to find a cure for the mutant gene. It's It brings a reality to the story that you just don't get in the uh, Avengers stories, you know? And, uh, I mean, obviously, there's not much reality in any of it, but any bit of reality you can muster is important to connecting with the story, you know? And uh, the mutants having that... Uh, that factor, that uh, the social justice factor, enhances their their likability and enhances their uh, their story just immensely. And that is the end of that episode of X Men: Come the Apocalypse. And uh, you know this X Men show is good. I haven't uh, I haven't watched it all. I haven't watched it all, but uh. I enjoy watching it. It's a fun watch. I like just turning it on when I uh, when I when I'm not trying to focus on anything. It's just you know, pop on a cartoon, maybe draw something, uh, you know, fuck it. And uh, so, thank you very much for uh, joining me today and uh, to talk about the X Men. This shit is a uh, shit's fun. I like just talking about whatever I want to talk about. And today I felt like talking about the X Men. So, thanks for coming by. Uh, Check out my other podcast with my boy Tavares Pennington, Penny Bloom. In a, in a month's time, we will have been on the air for a year, which is absurd. Uh, but I'm, I'm real excited about what we got, what we got going on over there. And uh, everybody stay safe. Stay inside and uh, wash your hands. If you do go anywhere, stay six feet away from everyone. Don't go anywhere where there's more than, like, I don't know, two people. And uh, don't be a dumbass, okay? Be nice to people. All right, yeah. I love you.